0: I want to move over to another big news story uh, of the day, uh, and I, I saw a little bit of you guys talking about it, and and, and I and I loved your kind of take on it. Um, and let's talk about the writers' strike currently going on in Hollywood. We're all three; we love film. We 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 all have a desire to be filmmakers. We've made films. Um, it's interesting seeing how this strike took place and where it's at, and it's also been interesting seeing the reaction to it i mean i think most you know most americans kind of look at it and say like ah you know hollywood's having some beef with their writers but there's a lot more to it than just that is there not
1: oh absolutely look i think that you can you know i'm not going to tell you anything that you don't know tyrell but just in case your audience you know doesn't realize that going back to the 1930s, the golden era of unionization in this country, that also coincides with the birth of American cinema as we understand it, right? The talking, uh, you know, black and white pictures that really like blew up after the silent film era. And and as a result of that, when there was such widespread unionization efforts, uh, particularly in places like Southern California, uh, it, it, it created a fertile ground for the, uh, for the uh, production companies to also unionize, right? A lot of people don't realize, but even all the way up to like the Humphrey Bogart era, of cinema uh making films was a punch in punch out job it didn't really matter if you were a star you were cranking them out that's why Humphrey bogart's in like fucking 500 movies right because he was going to work you know what i mean he was just showing up at the studio he memorized his lines he was a professional well so was the gaffer so was the uh you know cinematographer so was the sound guy so was the hair and costume people these people were all professionals and they became unionized right and that gave them a lot of power in hollywood and that's actually what allowed it to become a, a, a kind of a a, a path to Uh, a middle-class life in in Southern California. If you were able to get your union membership, if you were able to become a a working member of the uh, film and television, you know, a world out in uh, Hollywood, uh, as, as a unionized, uh, member, then, then you were not going to starve, right? You were going to be able to raise your family. And that's how it, uh, existed for a really long time. That's why Hollywood created the blacklist because there was a lot of unionization in Hollywood. And a lot of people who were like, yeah, man, like I am a communist. I believe in sharing my lunch with somebody if they're fucking don't have any like X, Y, or Z, uh, fast forward today, almost every major, uh, you know, industry has had their unions crippled. But one of the few, it's like teachers, nurses, and film and television, some of the the industries with the most unionizations per uh, individuals. And, and Tyrell, you can probably speak to this better than I can, how, you know, union strong a lot of Hollywood is. Like, good luck getting uh, a, a high-level production accomplished without negotiating with the unions there. Uh, and so that sets it up for this time where the Writers Guild of America, they've been getting the shaft. They have a lot of... Uh, writers who are working for big shows like the bear abbott elementary they're living in poverty paycheck to paycheck they're not seeing the returns uh from streaming like so back in the day television had to negotiate you know oh if it gets on cable television you get x amount of money uh, every time it airs if it reaches syndication they have to pay you this amount of money yada yada that hasn't been established for streaming era and what do the court what of the production companies what have the streaming servants has been doing they've been exploiting those workers uh so uh, oh unanimously what was it, it was over 95 percent it was like it was a very, uh, you know, overwhelming vote to strike from the WGA workers, and you know, it's been uh, honestly really uh, uh, inspiring to watch the the uh, people have gone out in spades to uh, to get that off the ground. And Gavin and I have been fucking here for it, man.
2: Oh, yeah. I think it's super inspiring. And I think it's you know part of the broader trend we've seen for people standing up for their rights as laborers for demanding further um, unionization and just more rights in the workplace in general. Obviously, we saw this with the Amazon and John Deere and so many different you know employees of various corporations going on strike, demanding their rights. And I think this should definitely be looked at in the same broader conversation as that there's this weird trend from some people on the left. We've discussed this on our own show to not you know show solidarity to these writers and act like if you're part of the movie industry if you live in hollywood somehow you're an elite and you're part of the bourgeois and you don't deserve rights as a worker and i guess you deserve to be exploited because a small percentage of the content that the wga creates could be considered you know establishment propaganda you know if you work on the stephen colbert show or uh saturday night live you know some people would consider that to be political propaganda enforcing the um you know mainstream norms or, or whatever which is ridiculous to me for one even if that's true these people don't deserve to be exploited that's their job to write those shows even if you disagree with them politically that doesn't mean they deserve to be exploited that seems very obvious as someone who's on The left and as someone who has an anti-capitalist analysis that seems like an incredibly obvious conclusion to reach that being said some people are on a different page so you know we've talked about that a little bit talked about why these writers deserve our solidarity um and again even if three percent of them are their job is literally to create unfunny russia gate propaganda as some people did do during the you know years that we just talked about when Shows like the Stephen Colbert show and all these late night talk shows were enforcing um, those ideas being pushed by propagandistic media outlets in the deep state. even if 3% of those people do that work, I think it's ridiculous to ignore the massive contribution that art and entertainment makes to all of our lives. Again, excluding that political propaganda, if you even want to call it that. Um, The vast majority of these writers are working on shows and movies and projects which enrich all of our lives. And this is another thing that Zach and I like to push back on on our own show. There is a section of the left that considers itself more serious uh, or too serious to enjoy movies and entertainment and Hollywood products, or they consider themselves too above sports, for example. You know, I'm too woke to enjoy the NFL because of you know the various issues associated with the NFL. Uh, Zach and I push back on that, right, because we understand that normal people, ourselves included... Need an escape from the world of politics. We need an escape. And a lot of times, uh, art and entertainment provides that escape, and oftentimes more than just an escape. You know, sometimes entertainment is just escapism. You know, if you're going to see the new Transformers movie, you're probably not going to watch a deep meditation on society or capitalism or anything like that. But a lot of shows do provide that analysis. A lot of shows and movies actually do have incredibly anti establishment or anti capitalist. Themes. You know, Succession is a show that has a lot of critiques of the corporate capitalism. There's a show called The Boys on Amazon Prime, which is skewers corporate America, Amazon included. You know, a lot of art and entertainment uh, reflects the world we live in and it reflects working class experiences, like the show Zach mentioned, Abbott Elementary and The Bear, neither of which I've personally seen, but I know they reflect a working class existence. And again, I just think it's ridiculous to act like art, entertainment movie going is not an important part of our society when it absolutely is art is how we work through things as a society as a culture as people Uh, we need to have those experiences in order to understand the world at least in my opinion and to act like the people who create that work who write those shows and movies aren't important or don't deserve our solidarity is frankly ridiculous in my opinion
0: To hear the rest of this podcast, plus a whole lot more of exclusive content all related to the one and only Governor Jesse the Body Ventura, please subscribe to Die First, Then Quit.